Our guest today is a father, a husband, an author, a podcaster, a TEDx speaker, and a 40-plus life mentor who transforms life through health, fitness, and mindset. Let's welcome to the show, Dave Manuel. How are you doing, brother? Well, Nico, as always, it's great to see you, and I'm doing fantastic, and uh, i got to say, I'm feeling a lot better now. Uh, last couple of weeks been definitely challenging, been dealing with some sickness, but uh, I'm feeling great now. So uh, yeah, just honored to be here, man. Can your sickness be healed? I thought it was normal. Well, thing. you're right. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's true. It's been normalized, but I, I don't accept being sick, you know, but I do have an autoimmune yeah. condition. So not making excuses and I don't like using it as an excuse, yeah. you know? So uh, yeah. I was, I was talking about your brain, but it's <laughs> okay. I was talking about the fact you're for, for the listeners that don't know uh, they, this guy's a maniac. <clears throat> so man, without further ado, floor's yours. What is the most valuable lesson you've learned and how did it change your life? Oh man. It's like so many lessons, but I, I guess if I'm really honest, Nico, the biggest lesson that I've learned in my adult life specifically, like the, and I'm talking like the last, you know, I'm 47 now. So to date myself, the last 27 years, since I was 20 to now, there's been lots of uphill battles and, and some very deep crevasses I've found myself, you know, sort of wallowing in. And I know everyone's got that same sort of journey and same sort of experience. I mean, we all have our highs and lows, but it's what we do in the lows that really counts. You know, it really defines our character. And I used to find that I really struggled in the lows. And, and you know, as a man who identifies as a man, you know, and I'm also, I, I was, grew up in a fairly privileged uh, home. You know, I had my parents together until we were about nine and then they divorced. And sure, we lived in, raised by my mom. And, you know, I'm, I'm not begrudging any of that because it's helped shape who I am today. But I also recognize I had lack of role models, strong male figures in my life. And when I look at mentorship and the lack thereof in my life, that was also a big struggle. Because with that gap, and I know you speak to this very prolifically, you know, the, the, the importance of men needing other great men in their lives. You know, there's a, a phrase in the Bible that talks about iron sharpens iron. And it's true, right? We, we need those support networks. And so I always felt there was a gap, right? There's this hole that I definitely wanted to fill. But the way I was filling it wasn't healthy, okay? I was really just distracting myself from the pain that I felt associated with this lack in my life. And what did I fill it with? Everything that wasn't healthy for me. Okay. Like alcohol, narcotics, excessive, uh, frivolous spending, you, you know, uh, foods, like just doing all sorts of things to distract myself from that. And, you know, in my early thirties, I hit a place where just life was un unraveling quicker than I could deal with. And, uh, I had to make a change. And the most significant change I made was recognizing that I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know how to open up with other men specifically to explain the struggles that I was experiencing in my life and how it was making me feel. And to be fair, no other men in my lives was modeling that, nor mentoring or even exposing me to that way of thinking that there is a way to bridge that feeling into being supported. And I had to learn how to be vulnerable. But not for the sake of just being vulnerable. I mean, I, I look at on social media, I see people, you know, air quotes, being vulnerable. But I always feel that there's a hidden agenda behind that level of vulnerability. Like there's a tit for tat, right? I mean, the true vulnerability is just being vulnerable for the sake of connection, camaraderie, better understanding, 
I mean, there's so many aspects, but it's also something that's earned. It shouldn't just be given freely, you know, because there's a lot of trust that's also built when we're vulnerable. And I couldn't trust other men. I often saw other men as competition. So take a step back. I'm like, well, this is a self perpetuating prophecy here, right? Like I am perpetuating this continuation of this disconnect with other men and recognizing and thinking, believing that they're competition, that if I share something vulnerable, they're going to use it against me. You know, they'll leverage it and they'll take advantage of it. But eventually, and this is the thing about being vulnerable, somebody's got to go first. <laughs> and I was like, there's nobody in my life going first. So what, what if I go first? What if I just say, forget it? I just try to be a bit more open, but align with people that I feel will understand and relate and empathize to what I'm experiencing. And here's the craziest thing, Nico. I started opening up about this. And what I noticed was these other men that I was opening up with, they started looking at me and they're like, what? You too? <laughs> you know, and I was like, what? Me too? What do you mean me too? And it's like, well, man, I've been experiencing that as well. And, and I realized that all of us enduring this certain level of suffering or pain or discontent and all these, you know, sort of perpetuating habits that keep us in that place, as soon as you start opening up about it, you start to realize we're all dealing with the same thing on a large level. And you realize you're not alone. And when you start to bring these people together that are all wanting to see change together and be supportive of one another, hold each other accountable, but also really explore what does it mean to be maybe a great man, which I know is also a subject matter that you speak to very freely. And so that's really what kicked off the last 15 years for me was coming to that place. What does it mean to be a great man? And then really starting to live into that and what I believe that to be for me and engaging with other men, being vulnerable and being comfortable with that. And that was the biggest life lesson that I've learned that's really shaped the last 15 years. And honestly, I see it shaping the next, you know, I like to think I'm going to live to be 120. So we'll say the next 70 years too, okay? What is the, because I know what you do. We know each other pretty well. Yeah. What is the one thing you would say today that <clears throat> the men that are listening could do if they feel the same way you felt 15 years ago where there's no hmm. camaraderie? Because yeah. this is something that we both agree that is lacking today. Yeah. Men cannot be around other men. It's sexist now to be around other men without in including women. Mm. But what would you say for the men out there that don't necessarily have other men to share with, to just, even if it's not speaking, it's just being around other men. What would mm. you suggest they do? Well, the neat thing is that there has been sort of this, as more and more people like you and I, and there's lots of other examples online and offline of men that are sort of leading by being the example, being their own role model, sharing their experiences openly without fear of judgment. And I think that's, you know, basically giving a wonderful idea of what's possible and in inviting other men to possibly dip their toes in those waters. But for a lot of men, I still know that it's this feeling of insecurity and not being safe, not trusting. And that's preventing them from taking action to start exploring what we're talking about today. And so I invite them to explore what's available to them either directly within their own sort of geography of where they live, or if they don't find it you know, geographically local, you can find online venues where there's men's groups being hosted. Now, again, I'm using the word group and not circle, 
Okay. Um, because I know when you start doing some research on this, you might come across, oh, it's a men's circle. Well, the way that's operated, I lived in Bali for two and a half years. I'll tell you, a man's circle and a men's group, very different. Okay. And one might have more spirituality to it. The other one might be more practical in everyday life. You've got to go and just explore the different options that are available to you until you find a community that you feel like you can belong to, not just join. And I think that's a wonderful first step. And if you're still intimidated by that, reach out to somebody like you, Nico. I know you coach and support men with this and I do the same, you know, and, and I've found some really good mentors and coaches in the last 15 years that have supported me at different stages of my life. It was the best investment I could have ever made and time, money, and energy. Love it, brother. Love it. Absolutely love it. So guys, if you, if you agree with what Day's talking about, you want to know more, all of his information is in the description below. So make sure to give him a listen, follow. He has an interesting podcast too. So go check it out. If you like the show, you have to like, you have to comment, even if the comments are not nice, even if you disagree with Day, even if you disagree with me, please comment, engage. This is how conversations are started. This is how minds are changed. And make sure to share. And until next time.